Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. And welcome to 2020. We are officially living in the future. Guys, Who'd have thought? Don't ask me what I'm what I'm doing today. I don't have 2020 vision. Oh, uh, but you do. It's 2020, so jokes. you do. But I don't have 2020 vision. I don't know what I'm doing ever because I don't have 2020 vision. But it's 2020 <laughs> now, and you are seeing in the year of our uh, our year 2020. The year of our year. So by now you have perfect vision. <laughs> The year of our Lord and Savior Jigsaw. Are we bringing that one back? <laughs> yeah. Jigsaw's yes. in this movie, you know. There's a yeah, cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. The Jigsaw Maybe we should tell the people universe. what movie we're doing. Yep. We're down Insidious. 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 Sorry, Insidious. Remember that part when Leonardo DiCaprio just like clocked Darth Maul. That was sick. That <laughs> was pretty sick. Yeah. I don't even know where to start with Insidious. Uh, I guess I should start by saying, first of all, I've seen this one before. This is actually one of the very first horror movies I ever watched. Me too! Um, It was not one of the first ones I ever saw. Um, I think the first one I ever like really saw and got into was... Um, uh, Evil Dead, um, and I just kind of gradually got into like to this kind of scary, not scary. I was a I was a big Freddy cat, so this was one that I had to build up to. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm at the point where I'm just like this this Darth Maul dude's a gay icon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I've had an interesting like. I've had an interesting relationship with this movie because I've watched it a bunch of times. So the first time I saw it, I was at a sleepover and I woke up at around 4 a.m. because I'd fallen asleep and the people at the sleepover with me were somehow still awake and they were like, they decided to watch this movie and I was completely terrified of it. And I attribute most of that to like waking up at 4 a.m. and just having this movie play and I was really confused as to what what was happening yeah i think that'll do that too. <laughs> yeah. for me it was a similar scenario where we had a sleepover when i was in middle school and this was a pg-13 movie so it was like one of the designated horror movies people our age could watch and i remember kind of zoning off for most of the the first act because i didn't appreciate dramatic tension i was like where's the spooky stuff and also keep it away from me because i'm 12 um but <laughs> Then uh, the demon showed up and I just burst out laughing because it looked like Darth Maul to me. And uh, the other attendees of the slumber party did not appreciate such an observation. (laughs) I would have appreciated it. Honest to God, that's like the best kind of observation. The ones where you realize, oh, hey, this isn't as scary as it's supposed to be. And so then you can enjoy it more because of that. I love those kinds of things things when that happens yeah if we'd known each other back then i feel like we would have been of the same mind because i definitely i do remember kind of like i at least stopped being scared when the demon showed up because yeah same i was like oh it's darth maul um (laughs) but yeah i've watched this movie a lot of times i think like at first i thought it was really really good because i hadn't seen that many horror movies and like 
you know, it scared me. So I was like, okay. So I looked back on it with a pretty good memory. And then I rewatched it a couple of years later. And I was like, wait, this is cheesy as hell. And I like really, <laughs> I think like for a while, each time I watched this movie, I liked it less and less. But um, tonight, actually, I kind of enjoyed it more than I have in a while. Mm-hmm, me yeah. too. I think for me, it's the, it's a gradual appreciation. Because the first time I saw it, I thought it was really stupid. And then the second time I thought, eh the back half's stupid but the first half's okay and now this time i'm like you know what i'm gonna say it i think this movie's pretty good yeah I th- yeah i think i think it's pretty good too i definitely love the lipstick face uh demon uh i love <laughs> i love how they introduce him because it's just like the dumbest kind of jump scare ever and i love when they show him again later and he's <laughs> jamming out to to tiny tim (laughs) yeah which is really funny with that first jump scare because like watch mojo and all the top 10 sites always list that as like one of the top tier jump scares of the decade and i'm just like really it wasn't that's not even the best jump scare in this movie no it's not one of the best jump scares comes in later and it's like when they're when the dad is in the like the bad zone yeah but um, I think this was a really good pick for our first episode of 2020, Kyla, because it this is the movie that kind of kicked off the horror renaissance that we're in right now. This whole decade of, like, really good transformative horror that we're in that's more psychologically based and um, aesthetically, like, ooky spooky rather than kind of, like, slash and gash. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you're spot on. And, and that was one of the reasons we picked this film is this came out in 2010 so looking back like exactly 10 years ago to see the state of horror then versus now and i think like we've talked before on this show about how uh, a lot of horror from the early 2000s doesn't really hold up very well and (coughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah mostly saw but even like you know like the midnight meat train and stuff like that that was just pretty generally bad but like Now we're living in this horror renaissance, and I feel like Insidious is kind of the midway point between that. Like, it's definitely starting that, but it's not quite there yet. Like, it's not to the level that something like The Conjuring or Hereditary or stuff like that is. um, Well, I think this film, because it was... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, if you want to go with other paranormal-type movies... Right, well, and this was kind of a furthering of James Wan's vision, because he directed Saw, and then he made this to prove that I'm not just a gorehound guy, although I respect people who are. Um, He's like, I can create a really atmospheric movie and create scares that aren't just um, blood and guts. And then after he made this and kind of proved his point, and especially made, like, almost ten times, maybe even, he made almost a hundred times the money that this movie cost to make like i think the budget was like around one or two million and he made like a hundred million that's amazing yeah yeah and then pretty much after that everyone was like hey make whatever you want and he's like i'll make the conjuring and then he was off to the races and then he said let's do aquaman (laughs) (laughs) yeah which Which i like aquaman isn't, isn't the worst dc film, i like yeah, it i will say i really i, really I like it. it too and like i think it's in the okay, top two dc films right now yeah if you want to talk cinematic universes like isn't aquaman technically in the same universe as this so the dc <laughs> yeah. and the 
the Conjuring and Insidious are in this, and Saw are in the same universe. Imagine Batman yes. like trying to solve the Jigsaw murders. Ima- oh imagine God. Batman getting trapped in a saw trap with Superman somehow. That would be the funniest shit I have ever seen, and I need this now. <laughs> I feel like that's just every episode of like the Superman TV show, though. Like they trap him in a warehouse full of saws, and then they just do nothing, and everyone would be like, "Ah, dang." Can't even make his Krypton clothes. What yeah. a waste. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we should do a quick synopsis of this film. So, Insidious is about a family, a mom and a dad, and they have two sons and a baby infant daughter. And I think at the start, have they just moved into a new house? Yeah. Yes. It seems like. Yeah. Correct. And so some kind of odd stuff starts happening and then suddenly one day one of their sons goes into a coma and that greatly affects their lives obviously and meanwhile like more and more strange things start happening they move houses at one point and the strange stuff still keeps happening and they're kind of like what is going on so spoiler warning it turns out that their son has the ability to astral to astral project and so he's been his soul has been leaving his body when he sleeps at night and all these ghosts and demons are attracted to his body because they want to possess a living body again so they trapped his soul in the spirit world which they call the further and they're slowly like trying to get to his body and that's where all the paranormal stuff comes from because they're all following the family and spooky things happen they call a bunch of paranormal investigators and they show up to the house and start talking about how um you know like all of this is happening and then they're like trying to get the son back into his body and like while that's happening they realize like the dad has like passed on the astral projection gene (laughs) to the son yeah, they make the dad go into the the further to like get the son out, and like while he's in there, he like encounters like one of the the spirits or demons that used to torment him when he was a kid, and um, the end of the movie is just them like trying to get back into their bodies, and at the very end, all of the demons are like trying to get into their bodies, and like they're crossing over and like fighting some of the the supernatural like investigator guys and it's it's like really intense it's really good yeah and i think Mm -hmm. the dad's backstory was kind of interesting too because like during his childhood he did the same thing and then he was stalked by this ghost that was trying to take over his body and um eventually like the the paranormal investigator had to erase his memories and i thought that was kind of interesting i love how in the photos like it's kind of comes it, it does come across as like the closer the old lady gets in each photo, the more scared the little kid looks. But to me, it almost looked like he was just so done with her. Like she <laughs> he was just sick of her shit. Like she kept whispering like, Hey, have you ever played this game Fortnite? And he's like, I don't care about Fortnite, lady. Can you go away? <laughs> That's the vibe I was getting from those pictures. Stop playing on my Fortnite account. Mom said it's my turn on the Xbox. <laughs> Go away. Mom said it's my turn that. to use my body. Get out of here. 
said it's my body and you're not allowed to have it, Grandma. <laughs> oh, that sounds really bad. <laughs> I, I oh. didn't mean it that way. <laughs> oh, no. Um... <laughs> I mean, the, I mean, this whole movie is like, don't touch me. That's my no-no square. But the no-no square is like your entire physical being. <laughs> the no-no square is yeah. the plane of living beings. So yeah. it's more of a no-no yeah. world. Get out of my no-no world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, do we have any favorite scenes in this movie? Because I know oh, there's a lot. Oh my god, that little from... kid running around the house just right away. Okay, yes. yeah, that's mine too. Um, I there's some really good scenes that are like not funny though. The the one where the dad walks into the little boy's room after like he's talked to I think Elise is the lady that came in and started doing the paranormal investigations, right? Yeah. Um he like walks into the little boy's room after like she tells him like um you know, your son is possessed and we need to like try to figure out how to get his spirit back into his body and stuff and he he like walks into the little boy's room and he looks over at all these drawings on his wall and there's like a whole bunch of like drawings of the the red-faced demon up on like his cork board but like right next to it there's like two drawings and one of them says last night i saw myself sleeping and then i dreamt i was flying or something and I, it's just a really kind of sweet moment because, like, he realizes, oh, this is the truth. But, like, I, I always like those kind of scenes where, like, you don't have to really say anything. You can just, like, show, like, hey, this kid is actually, like, you know, that's the truth. But I, I just really liked yeah, how yeah. well it was, like, executed. Yeah, I think it's a great character and um, bond-building moment. Yeah. But, um... And this movie's got a lot of heartfelt moments and a lot of spooky moments. And my favorite moment, though, is when this ghost kid's just messing with the mom, yes. whose name is Renee, and he she just hears something. And there's, like, a really fun part where, like, she just walks past him, and if you're not looking, he's in the foreground just looking at the wall. It's kind of like Haunting of Hill House before Haunting of Hill House. And then <laughs> she's walking outside, and you see this little boy who looks like Tiny Tim from A Christmas Carol, I think is what you called him, yeah. Marty. And he's just doing a little jig in the <laughs> living room to tiptoe through the toilet yeah. by Tiny yeah, Tim. Like and then she looks back, and she's like, what? And then he's gone, because he got embarrassed. Yeah, it was... And then he yeah, just runs around just... the house giggling. Yeah, it's really funny. He's just dancing. <laughs> He's just dancing, and then he she like opens the cabinet, and he pops out. He's like, oh, he's not even yeah. trying to scare no, her or be like creepy or anything. He's just like, oh, he's just vibing. I just think it's adorable. <laughs> he's just vibing. Um, my other favorite part is the scene where like the dad actually goes into the uh, the further, and uh, he like walks all the way to this like house in the further where like his kid is and <laughs> the like he gets into this room where his kid's being held at and uh you start hearing tiptoe through the tulips playing and it cuts to uh, the demon guy up in the in like this like loft room of the <laughs> of the house and he's like filing his like nails on this like grinder and he's like in a room full of puppets and stuff but <laughs> 
It was really funny because it's like he does Dude. his hair tall, file his nails. Demon, how you feeling? <laughs> feeling good as hell. <laughs> it was, that's what he should have been listening it was to. Really funny. But yeah, and the way this is introduced too, like the they like hear this music. Like the dad kind of looks. He's finally found the sun and he like looks up to this window at the loft and then suddenly the camera angle it just goes like the camera zooms out of the like megaphone part of this old record player mm-hmm. and it starts playing <laughs> tiptoe through the two loops and then it's just like i don't even know how to describe it it's too brilliant for it's words like a drag he's queen's just, like, filing boudoir. His nails and he's yeah playing with puppets and then like two seconds later like it cuts back to the dad and he's like staring up at the window and then it cuts back to the window and like the demon is like sticking his tongue out and like licking the window it looks like (laughs) it's really funny yeah he's not tiptoeing through the window he's tiptonguing through the window am i right (laughs) ladies and gentlemen and other people hey yo which again like it would have been scary because the delivery from the boy is really good too he's like he goes he's looking and it's like i'm ready to be scared but then when they show the demon it's just he's just sticking out his tongue and it looks so silly like like, the setup for the demon is so good but the payoff is just so silly it is yeah like he just looks they just i don't know someone really should have told the designers like hey don't you think this looks a little too much like darth maul <laughs> yeah i mean i i get why it looks like that's because it's like kind of a low budget film you said it was only made for like about one or two million dollars so they did what they could with what they had but but yeah still it, it could have been a little more well executed <laughs> yeah. i don't know if i have um a different opinion on how it should be executed because like i kind of think that's what give this gives this movie its individual charm yeah. is the kind of silliness of the main villain yeah that is true because like i was trying to think i was like well if i designed it how would i do it but then like i would kind of just do the same thing <laughs> because yeah well because it's like you don't want it to just look like some generic like devil or something because you've seen that before yeah. like you definitely want something that's going to stand out in your memory and like Sure, this design is goofy, but it definitely stays in my memory. Yeah. <laughs> True. It ended up looking like Krampus's gay cousin, and I love it. And I love every moment of it. Yeah. What did we call him? It was like um, Freddy Krueger and um, Darth the Maul's uh, drag yeah. queen son. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But fun fact, though, the composer of the film, because one thing I also love is how this movie introduces itself, and I love when horror movies do this, it like cuts to the title card and it takes up the entire frame and just these 33 violins are just going ham and then yeah. um the composer was the same guy who played the demon yeah um who that is, pretty is cool. uh let me see what is the joseph bishara joseph bishara who played the lipstick face demon and was the composer that's really cool good for him you know like actually we were kind of laughing about the score because we were like oh it's like Hannibal season three, where they're just banging pots and pans together, and yeah, <laughs> someone tossed my kitchen down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, but like honestly, it is pretty effective. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of like it. So yeah, especially like at the beginning when like they're doing that slow, like the camera is just slowly moving through the house. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty creepy. Agreed. Like again, there were some moments in this movie that like legitimately had me kind of creeped out. Yeah. 
Oh, when she hears the demon voice through the baby monitor for the first time, and you just hear it slowly getting louder and louder. That was creepy. Yeah, it's like, I want, it's saying, like, I want him or something, and it, it, like, screams at one point, and, like, she runs into the, the baby's room, and, like, there's just a man standing in the, like, right up next to the, the crib. That, that got me. That mm-hmm. was scary. Like, um, they think someone's trying to break in or something. He yeah. hears, like, a knock, and then he goes and, like, looks at the door and doesn't see anyone, so he goes back upstairs, and then suddenly, like, the burglar alarm goes off, oh, yeah. and he runs downstairs, and the door is wide open, and it's, like, just kind of a little, not really a chase sequence, but sort of, where he's, like, running around the house trying to figure out what's happening, yeah. and, like, ghosts are just messing with everything. So, Insidious has an ending, which I'm going to spoil. So, I think we didn't spoil it yet. So, in the further, um, the dad confronts uh, the woman spirit who has been haunting him his whole life, and he says, go away! And then Dalton gets back to his body, and everyone's happy, and Patrick supposedly gets back to his body. But then, uh, Elise? Is that her name? Yes. I think. Yes, Elise notices something off and takes a picture of him. And he does not like that, and he chokes her to death. And then his wife comes and sees why he's so... where she's been, and she's dead. So she looks at the picture that she took, and it turns out that the old woman's spirit possessed her husband's body. And then uh, Patrick's hand goes on her shoulder, and he says, Honey? And she turns around and goes, (gasps) And that's the movie. Okay, the way you said honey, I'm sorry, I just got flashbacks to our Saw episode. Honey? <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> honey? <laughs> honey? <laughs> honey? It's just um, something I do for all of the James Wan movies yes. now. <laughs> Deal with it. Yes. But anyways, um, yeah, that's how it ends. And honestly, I think the ending is the weakest part about this movie. Because it's like, it's kind of on the like one hand, like, I get it, like, they need... Yeah, like, they need to set up sequels or whatever, but it's just so cheesily executed. Like, the- literally the last frame of the movie is Renee turning around and she just gasps. Mm -hmm. She's like, (gasps) and then it, like, ends. And, like, I don't know, it's just, like, so corny. Yeah. That's true. There is a post credit sequence when Jigsaw rides up and his trike and says, I'd like to tell you about the Jigsaw initiative. (laughs) Um, But... (laughs) He says, I'd uh, like no, to play it a just game. it's like the old lady blowing out a candle. Yeah. yeah. Although I would which, love for it to be Jigsaw Initiative. That would have yeah. been way better. <laughs> <laughs> Initiative. That would have been way better. I told oh, yeah. both of y'all, like, I've seen Insidious 2, but I remember literally nothing about it. I have not seen any of the sequels. I have seen this movie three times now. <laughs> I have seen I know, I remember the second movie that the Elise comes back as a ghost yeah. to help him out, which is, like, super, like, dope of her. Like, well done. Thank you, Elise. Mm-hmm. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. She's I honestly, like her. Like, she's a really good character. Yeah. She's just mm-hmm. really I think the actress. Yeah, she won Best Supporting Actress in the Fright Meter Awards. That's oh, awesome. good for her. Yeah, and this film won Best Horror Film of the Fright Meter Awards of 2011. Awesome. I've never heard of the Fright Meter Awards, but maybe I should look more into them and see what they're about. Yeah, I would be curious about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing that I kind of brought up, like, I feel like 
this movie, and I'd mentioned this to y'all, so I think like around 2015 or so, Poltergeist got a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I said to you guys, I was like, I feel like this is a much better Poltergeist remake than the actual Poltergeist remake. Because the plots are like a mm-hmm. little bit similar. You know, a child who gets taken to a ghost dimension. Mm-hmm. And a psychic mm-hmm. shows up to help the family, and it has like really similar themes. Yeah, um, complete with two dorky assistants. Yep, I think yeah. that's intentional. So I'm trying to think of what the theme of this one could be. I think it's just family. You know, yeah. things parents will do for their kids. Yeah, maybe tell people about ghosts haunting you as a child might be useful later on in life. Yeah. Believe your kids, even yeah, if they're talking to you from true. a different dimension. Yeah, that's you. Support your wife. <laughs> yes. Which I actually do. I did like the relationship between the husband and wife. I found it, like, really realistic. Yeah. You know, they go through ups and downs. Like, they fight a couple times. But then, like, at the end of the day, they still really support each other. Yeah. So, I kind of liked that. Yeah. And the fighting's never anything you can't come back from. But I do think I did fall a little bit in love with Patrick when he was like, can you sing a song about me? He's so handsome. Yeah. He's so smart. And I was like, okay, <laughs> this is just dorky enough that I think it's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty nice. Um, mm-hmm. We should also talk about the Saw cameos. Yes. So, yes. Jake Saw makes a cameo. Um, or shall I say Billy the Puppet, I guess. Yeah. Right. Saw is not the monster. Saw is the person who created the monster. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my I bad. Think you're thinking of Jigsaw's monster. <laughs> <laughs> Jigsaw created the puppet. Jigsaw isn't the puppet. God. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's a scene where the dad is—he's a teacher, and so he's in his classroom. And um, there's a drawing of the jigsaw puppet on his chalkboard. And it's just a nice little reference. But then also, Lee Wan-El, who plays Adam in the first Saw movie, has is in this movie as one of the paranormal investigators. So that's another I level. actually really, really liked his acting in this one. I thought he was a very likable guy. Yeah, I thought so too. He had a good banter with the other one. Yeah. And that scene where he um kind of speaks out loud. I actually really liked this scene, too. I thought it was very well done when they kind of have a seance, but, like, with their own little twist where it's more scientific than spiritual, where the psychic puts on this gas mask and then, like, puts the nozzle to uh, this headphone set that one of the other guys is wearing, kind of using her as a conduit mm-hmm. to talk to them. And then he kind of delivers all the lines she's saying, and then that Dalton is saying back to her. Yeah. And all the while, this creepy stuff is happening, and ghosts kind of emerge behind them, and Dalton has this cool moment where he, like, slams his hand down on the table. And he's been in a coma this whole time, so you don't really see that coming. And then everyone, like, flies back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dalton goes, be gone, thoughts! (laughs) (laughs) And the thoughts were gone. And the thoughts were gone. But I know I was really hard on um, his acting in Saw, so it's just cool to see him do something else and i liked the something else he's improved in 10 years (laughs) for sure well like i think i think james wan too honestly like going from saw to this movie which again insidious isn't a perfect movie but the direction is so much improved and then and then when he goes on to do the conjuring it's like that's just 
such a wonderful film Mm -hmm. so to see that kind of growth is like it's just really great well what is it they say the first time you do something you're never going to be perfect at it and then the second time you do it you're a little better and then every time you do it you get a little better and you learn something yeah yeah exactly so i think that's really cool and i think it's awesome that james wan is where he is today where he's doing these movies for dc and like i think that's really well and Mm -hmm. and lee went all yeah. yeah, Lee Wan L's writing. Um, actually, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for the new Invisible Man. No, what? There's yes, a new Invisible it looks Man? interesting. Okay, yes. it's not at all like the original though, it, but it looks really cool. Like it looks mm-hmm. so creepy. But anyway, he's directing that. So okay, I'm excited. I think that'll be really interesting to see how that goes. I think so, and I liked yeah. the way he wrote this one. Like he wrote some really good character beats and i think he wrote an interesting story that has at least it pays off you know Mm -hmm. there are certain stories where there's a payoff and it just feels like lackluster whereas this one the climax really does feel like a like a climax and i'm interested and engaged which is nice Mm -hmm. yeah especially like comparing this to the paranormal activity films which were really really popular at the same time Mm -hmm. this is just Mm -hmm. so much better than those yeah, I don't really consider Paranormal Activity to be in the horror renaissance as much. No, I don't either. I I think it's more of, like, there was this wave of ghost films. And, I mean, they're still making stuff like that, obviously, but it was, like, so popular in the Well, I have more found footage. Yeah. Because found footage was yeah. huge for a while there. That, too. It kind of, like, bridged over. But I guess I'm thinking of, like, The Woman in Black, which was another of the first horror movies I saw. And then, like, obviously The Conjuring movies and mm-hmm. um, all the paranormal activities. Like, I feel like that kind of stuff, it's still popular, but it was, like, really popular around this time. Yeah. And I think Insidious did it, like, kind of better than some of yeah. them. Well, I agree, because it introduced the whole family dynamic and more of an emotional payoff. Yeah. With, um, how the family solved the problem versus um paranormal activity which i still feel like was a a layover from a trend in the early 2000s not yet the 2010s where it was kind of dying yeah yeah i think that's fair to say it is interesting too to to think about how james wan took some elements from this film over to the conjuring so like you can already tell he's really a big fan of the warrens yeah because like the (laughs) The psychic in this film, her, she kind of reminds me of Lorraine Warren a little bit, her character, and the dad's mother is named Lorraine, so I feel like that's kind of a reference. Um, and just this entire theme of, like, a family coming together to face hardship, and, like, an outside party mm-hmm. of paranormal investigators coming in to help the family. It's kind of, like, all the elements are there, um, and then I feel like The Conjuring just perfected it. Yes. And, you know, I kind of realized something. There was this trend in the early 2010s, like around 2010 to 2012 or 13, where there were a lot of movies that were kind of deconstructing the horror genre. This one kind of with the the haunted house where it's not the house that's haunted, it's your son deconstructing that and uh, paranormal activity. And then there was The Cabin in the Woods, which is like a deconstruction of all horror movies in the horror business. And then Scream 4 came out, ending the Scream franchise. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil came out in 2010 also. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's kind of clearing the table, making way for new kind of iconic films. Yeah. yeah. 
really makes you think. Yeah. I, I, I've always loved those kind of, like, genre-twisting movies, no matter if they do it, like, kind of serious like this one or, like, kind of funny like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. But, like, no matter what, there's still kind of a point to, to most of those. Um, like, they, they do it for a reason. There's not, there's a formula, and they break it to make a point about something. And I, I really admire that, and I love that I can actually, like, tell when, when movie makers are, like, doing that. And I, it just makes me, like, appreciate how much they actually, like, like, doing horror movies, because, you know, it's not a art form quote-unquote that that people see as art most of the time but it's it's still something that you know means a lot to people and uh i don't know i just i just really like that people like actually can put some thought into into these kinds of movies and it's not just you know the kind of schlock that most people think it is yeah i agree yeah I agree with that, too. And, of course, there's always going to be exceptions. Like, I think the most recent horror movie that came out this year was a remake of Black Christmas. Oh, I haven't Which seen I have that. not seen. Oh, yeah. Um, I've I seen the original Black Christmas. I haven't seen the remake and now the remake of the remake. Um, but, yeah, I, it didn't look quite as original and or engaging as the horror movies I've kind of come to expect. Like, Us or The Lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Just because the movie's in the 2010s, horror movies in the 2010s, don't make it good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. For every movie like Hereditary or or Get Out, there's always still bad horror movies. There's always like, going to be that Truth most likely to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Truth or Dare. Yeah. Most, or the, the Pet Cemetery remake. Yeah, that was, that was like they were trying to Winchester. do something with the genre, but like it just made it not as good. It was like they're trying to make a point about something, but the point was, like, not thought well enough through. <laughs> well, it's kind of yeah. just, it's also probably an experience thing. Like, maybe it was someone's first attempt at a horror movie and it just didn't work, yeah. you know? I, if they really yeah. care about it, maybe they'll pull a James Wan, try again, make a spooky haunted house movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that just about wraps things up. Unless, do you guys have anything else to add? Um, hashtag, uh, gay Darth Maul, hashtag queen, hashtag icon, <laughs> hash, hashtag yeah. next Halloween costume, question mark, hashtag I, I Ooh, love him. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're looking for a serious horror movie, you'll be a little underwhelmed, but I think you'll still appreciate the creativity. I think if you're looking for purely schlocky, uh, fun, good time you're going to be a little disappointed too because there is some genuine horror but if you're like looking for a good blend of the both i think you'll you'll enjoy this movie yeah i would agree with that i think that's a good way to say it you know it's funny because when we first picked this movie to talk about i was kind of expecting to tear into it but i just honestly there's a lot of good stuff about this movie and it makes me feel kind of good because i feel like we're starting (laughs) the new year off right yeah you know we're saying hey yeah this is where we've been this is where we're going because mm-hmm. things are going to get even better because yep. horror movies are kind of amazing right now and I feel like 2020 mm-hmm. is, is going to continue the trend. Yeah, I think so too. Hell yeah. Yeah, so we've got a good year ahead of us and we're going to be making a lot more episodes and we'll get to Saw 2 soon, I promise. Yeah. 
<laughs> we, we lost that one episode. You think I forgot did. about Jigsaw, didn't you? We will never forget didn't you, about Jigsaw? him. You thought I forgot about you. You thought I would let my guard down, Jigsaw? Well, you got another thing coming, buddy. I'm gonna go all philosophy for my professor on your wooden butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look forward to yes. it. Oh, well, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to a new year. And new fear. We're happy to have you. May your new year be full of nightmares.